to episode 101 of Two Piece Starts Live. Season 3 begins here. He's Tim. And he is Ray. We hope you enjoy the show. Yes, we do. Well, uh, how would you like to start the show, Tim? Boy. Um, You're in charge, so I'm going to leave it up to you. Oh, yeah? Great. Uh-huh. Yeah, for uh, the first... Well, it's different for season 3. Everything's changed. We'll start with the musical misfit. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is, but go for it. <laughs> No, we're not starting with that. See, um, they don't give me the, this <laughs> false impression that I have control. Well, why don't we just jump right into Comic Talk? All right, let's do it. This week we had Powers of Ten. And how, how many Powers of Ten was it better than our previous comics? Uh, not much, but <laughs> people seem to think so. Uh, I have to thank John Watts for this strip because he, he kind of gave the joke of, uh, hey, you know that scene at the end of Men in Black where you zoom out and it's like the aliens holding the marble of the galaxy, you know? Like, you should have it be that, but he's holding like a DSi. And so I kind of stepped it up with like the Powers of Ten uh, parody video, basically. But uh, I mean, we wanted to do something with the DSi being huge, and we did talk a little bit about some, like, you know, TV infomercial type of approach to it, and yeah, yeah, like like how Nintendo would advertise for the DSi XL, right? You know, like, has this ever happened to you? Screen too small, you can't see your own text, you know, right. or whatever. Um, there's black there's and some, there's, there's some yeah. okay, there's some potential there. It would make it for a funny video, but yes, yeah, that would have been tough for a comic, and it wasn't. But we're thinking great. of like, oh, you could use it, you could use the DSi as like a an extra futon, you know, mm-hmm. um, or you could you know use the big DSi pen and use it like a sailboat or something. <laughs> uh, so we had some ideas there, but uh, uh, yeah, it didn't didn't quite pan out. Yeah, so. But uh, I know one thing that you said to me, Tim, was when you looked at the comic, you're like. I, I mentioned to you, like, hey, did you notice how the stars didn't move in the background of the strip? And I was like, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. It, certain stars are just not moving at all. I'm like, I, I really would have thought he'd, right. have, you know, done something there. <laughs> right, and and I was, because uh, at some point I decided to do the comic literally as far as, like, what's accurate. Even though we're moving so far so quickly, the stars in the background don't even seem to move because they're just so far away. And it's kind of a crazy concept to think about, but it's much like if you were like running down the street towards a mountain in the background, you know, like the signposts and the cars are gonna be whizzing right by you very quickly, but the mountain is really not gonna be moving very much. And that's always been a really, I mean, that video has always kind of blown my mind as far as size proportions go. It's, it's, it's just an amazing video, especially for when it was made too. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty old video, right? And made in the seventies or something. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know the DSi XL is not one of our Black Doom awards, correct? No. Would you like to talk a little bit about that, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Or a topic of the week? Okay, time for our t- 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 topic of the week, which is the DSi XL was recently announced, which is a much larger version of the DS. Bigger screen, bigger pen. Tim, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't bother me that it exists i don't uh, you know it makes sense for certain segments of the population that are buying ds's like old people we you know it's really so that you can crowd around the ds and share it because it's got a 
better viewing angle and bigger screens and that to me is just kind of weird maybe that's the japanese yeah. thing like <laughs> right. people in the subway are all watching but you wouldn't the same. have I mean, that thing in the subway is the, is the deal like it's really too big to be carrying around on the go well i mean it's too big to put in your pocket but i guess you could right. certainly bring it i guess you could put in your in your man purse right yeah your merch yeah it's a little weird i guess in that um you're kind of looking at a real niche group of people i think a niche yeah. uh, part mm -hmm. of the population that you're making this product for yeah and i feel like what kind of time and effort are you putting into this when you could be a improving the pathetic dsware and make the dsi actually worth owning maybe right or yeah exactly yeah see that's what it feels like to me like they're kind of floundering a little bit like we don't really know where we want to take the DS exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, it's it's real splintered now. I mean, it could be it could be like the Game Boy Micro. We're just gonna throw this out there real quick, see how much money we can make off of it, and move on. Like, where, where some people would see this as a move of, uh, oh, this means the DS is gonna be around to stay. I see it more as a sign that it's on its way out, personally. Yeah, we've gotten what two revisions of the hardware in the last year. Right. That, that's it's just a, it's that's a, a little sign weird. That, that's what happens at the end of the life cycle, you know. Yeah. And, and the more I look at like trailers for uh, Spirit Tracks, the more I'm like, can we get some real hardware here that that can handle? Not a fan. Well, no, the game looks great, and I'm gonna love it. But graphically, like, can, yeah, you know, you can't do yeah. cell shading and low polygon counts and all that properly on on the ds platform you just right and that's just, what bugs me about making the screen bigger is you're just blowing make, up the yeah. pixels like it's not giving any better resolution it's just exactly. bigger pixels like it already looks kind of pixelated you know like kind of oh, yucky yeah. like yeah. making it bigger is not going to help me at all no no like, I mean, like for pixel specific artwork it will look just fine but for like 3d rendering stuff it's just going to make it look crettier i think yeah i agree and uh you know, with the DSi XL, I thought, oh, maybe this was so that they could bring back Game Boy slot for people that were, you know, upset about losing that to the DSi. No. Okay, so what are they filling that space up with? Because the thing uh, is... Backwards compatible with PlayStation 2 games, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. That, yeah, they're that's picking pretty, up that's Sony slot. That's a good slot. one. That's a good, uh -huh. that's a good one. <laughs> well, uh, for every great comment comes great comments. This week's suggestion box was no different. Yeah, a lot of good discussions. Yeah, we had a lot. Uh, my comment of the week goes to Tacos, who said, in the actual powers of 10 video, Tim should have his hand across his chest, palm facing up. This way, when the camera zooms back down, it can go into his atoms and find the Game Boy Micro. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was actually a way to make the comic better, I think. And with vectors, it wouldn't have been too much trouble to, I guess, zoom in on the hand, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, my, my comment of the week is going to go to a trio <laughs> of mathematicians here. Ultimate mm. DK, Dominator 101, and Apkinesis. Looking at DSi to the XL as a formula more than anything, and I as an imaginary number, and it, it really brought me back to uh, the good old days of college math. And yeah, uh, we're not going to recite any of it because no. we prefer not to have a college math segment on the show. But that's yeah, just me. That could be a new segment for the show. We're mm, teach oh boy. Uh, calculus yeah. and trigonometry. Season <laughs> <laughs> with your boring monotone teacher yeah, Tim you know Harding. What? I'm gonna start my own solo podcast. It's gonna be called <laughs> Math with Tim. How about that? Math with a Daddy Gamer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun to kind of try to remember all that stuff. I'm like, wow, I have a degree in math, and this is all very distant to me. But uh, yeah, we've had a lot of great comments lately, and we appreciate it from everyone. Yeah. So with that, it's time for Ricka Ricka a remix. remix. For this segment, I dish out a video game remix favorite of mine, who it's by, and where you can grab it. This week, it's a remix of the game Reset Generation called Tricks and is done by Tepid. 
Let's check out a short sample of it. And if you'd like to add it to your music collection, I've got a link up right now, back on the page you grabbed this episode of To Be Start Live from. Not to mention the link is right there for those of you listening to the M4A version of the show. And now it's time to catch up with a little bit of Rise From Your Grave. Rise from your grave. Ah, yes. Many 2P Start fans tend to lurk behind the shadows, hiding their faces by reading our comics but never leaving a single comment. So when one <laughs> So when one finds the courage to break free from the shackles of silence, we salute you. Uh, let's see here. Okay, our first grave riser is KF91. I guess this is a good comic to rise from rise my grave. grave. I'm not a long-time lurker or a graver. But I'm confused with one thing. Who made that huge DSI, and who would use it? God, perhaps? Yeah, it, it appears as though God used Scribblenauts to create all the objects in our universe, just FYI. Makes sense to me, yeah. Our next uh, Great Riser goes to Jambler, who said, Hey guys, I've been reading 2 Start for well over a year now, and in honor of your 100th podcast and 143rd comic, I have finally decided to sign up to your website and rise from my grave. I never have to worry if the latest 2B Start comic will be good this week like I do with several other quote-unquote mainstream webcomics. You continue to create an amazingly entertaining and amusing comic with your own creative art style and sense of humor, which stands out from every other comic out on the web. Wow, those are strong words. Uh, in your latest comic, you reveal a shocking truth that our universe is contained within the massively large piece of plastic that is the DSILL. However, I soon began to realize a surprising fact that made me ponder for several hours and at last drove me to sign up to your website. Our universe is as massive, ever-expanding, never-ending sea of galaxies, planets, stars, and suns separated by billions upon billions of light years. A universe so vast and large that we as humans living on Earth, one planet in a world of an infinite number of planetary systems, are but tiny dots in the eyes of this universe. Yet you, Tim and Ray, being only two small dots in this grand ocean, have managed to become an important part of so many people's days and lives, creating beautiful and entertaining pieces of art. And for that, I give you my highest praise and my best wishes. Continue to do the amazing things you do, and never forget how much we appreciate the love and time you spend at making us tiny dots smile each week. Very nice of you, Jambler. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Very nice. Two more. Okay, we got Dr. Disaster. Why does that name sound familiar? Oh, that's right. We were on his podcast. He says... Although I'm not sure if you can rise from your grave for the podcast, I thought I'd rise from my comfy coffin filled with maggots and worms to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. While a lot of podcasts have come to pod fade 15 episodes in, 2P Start Live managed to reach triple digits and still remain interesting and enjoyable to listen to. This is an amazing achievement for any podcast, and you guys should feel especially proud. I've been reading since Comic 74 and managed to listen to all the podcast episodes over the summer. They both keep on getting better and better, and I hope you guys keep making them both for years to come, or until one of you dies, whichever comes first. <laughs> and congratulations on the Nubby Award. Doesn't it feel good to be award-winning? 
Yes, yes it, does. it does. It feels different. Our final Grave Riser goes to Kyle H. She said, well, guys, I think it's finally time for me to uh, rise from my grave. Hey, guys, I just have to say I really enjoy both the comic and the podcast, and Podcast 100 was especially epic. I've been listening to the podcast for quite some time and reading the comic even longer. And while I've read through the entire archive of comics, I don't have the stamina of some of the more diehard fans to listen to every podcast. Those aren't diehard fans, my friend. Those are just freaks. If I recall correctly, Ray lives in Oregon, and if so, I just have to say, fellow Fellow Oregonians Oregonians unite. unite. And if he doesn't, I just made a fool of myself. Keep up the fantastic work, Tim and Ray, and now I can get to commenting without remembering I still have to rise from my grave. Wow. All right, well, is it that time? Oh, boy. Okay, sure. It's time for the dreaded Black Doom Award. Each week, Tim and I both mentioned a terrible choice made related to video games in honor of the worst character Sonic Team has ever created, Black Doom. All right. Well, my Black Doom Award is going to go to Satoru Iwata, president of Nintendo. I hate that guy. (laughs) Here's here's the quote from uh, Iwata who said, quote, Nintendo doesn't have any intention of directly competing with existing products, but the mass media has a tendency to portray everything as a rivalry between opposing companies. It seems some people have the impression that we want to compete with cell phones or the iPod, that cameras or music players in our devices is out of character for us. Hmm, here's the thing. You are. You are competing with Apple when you do that kind of stuff, all right? First of all, Apple's competing with you, okay? Like, you don't get to choose who you compete with. Competing just happens. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone comes out with a product from left field, it's like, well, we're not trying to compete with Apple. Well, that's too bad because they are. Like, they're they're trying. Because yeah, to... if everyone buys their product instead of yours, you out of luck. <laughs> right. It's like it's like this idea that you're not competing with Apple is kind of baloney. And it's the point that you're adding like DSiWare and camera, and you put like an SD card for music in your. Are you really adding anything to your games for the SD card player? No. What are you making it more like? Hmm. I don't know. A portable music player. Oh, what's a portable music player? I don't know. An iPod? Think about it. Come on. Like you're you're merging towards them, and they're merging towards you, and you are definitely competing. They need to watch out for that. Well, the thing is, whenever you hear a quote like that, it's coming from somebody who's failing to, in some regard. Yes. Uh, in that competition, yeah, I remember right. hearing Microsoft and Sony say things like, "Well, we're not competing with Nintendo." Right. They said yeah, that over baloney. and over again. It's like, really? Because yeah. when people spend money on Nintendo's gaming systems, that's money <laughs> that they're not spending on yours. So you actually are competing with them. But they didn't want to say that because right. because they're losing, right? right. So <laughs> right. now Nintendo's in the same boat with Apple. It's like it's like the people who are running the race and they lose. I'm like, well, I was just trying to beat my own best time. Yeah, you know? exactly. I wasn't really fo- really because because <laughs> you're not getting the gold medal anytime soon unless you give it to yourself. Yeah, that's that's uh, I don't know. They're they could see themselves in in a lot of trouble five years from now. Yeah, uh, I I think they will honestly. I I just don't. They'd have to make some major changes with how they're delivering uh, digital uh, games and and. Uh, I don't know. It's a little it's a little interesting. Yeah. Interestingly enough, my black team's also going to Nintendo. Really? Wow. Yeah, I just I saw this and it, it this kind of uh, irks me a little bit. <laughs> Re- Reggie made a comment recently uh, saying that Nintendo has not committed to bringing the new Zelda Wii title uh, in 2010. What's wrong with that statement? 
Well, here we go. Um, for, first of all, we're, we know we're going to have a Mario next year, right? Yes. That Metroid is also confirmed for 2010. Yes. And so, you know, everyone's, like, real excited for this, you know... The, all three major franchises to, to show up in the same year would just be... Okay, first of all, this sounds like the Wii's launch, which didn't happen. Oh, true. Yeah, we got, what, one this of the three? This is like the, the same thing. Oh, new Mario, new Zelda, new Metroid. No, Metroid. But, Zel- or, or no, Zelda, Zelda. Metroid's going to come way later. Mario's going to come way, way you know. later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now we're going to do the reverse. We're going to get another Mario Galaxy, <laughs> and then another Metroid, and then another right. Zelda. Right, it's, that's you know, true. Remember... But Zelda came out at launch was 2006, and presumably the game was done way earlier. But they were waiting to do a, a GameCube and Wii launch at the same time. Remember? So, and what are we in 2009? They're saying it's probably not going to come in 2010. So you're looking at 2011 for the next console. Zelda game. That's five I don't years. Know. I, you know what? I'm going to have to bite back a little bit on you, Tim. I don't agree. Five Here's years wh- is, not, Here, is not a lot of time? This this goes deeper to me, okay? This is this is kind of on the same vein of, like, I guarantee you there will be people very soon, and even right now, who are like, yeah, the Wii, yeah, it wasn't a very good console, you know? It's just very family-oriented, and we didn't really get a lot out of it. But, like, when you really think about the games that we've gotten on the Wii compared to, like, many Nintendo consoles of the past, let's just say, what do we get? Zelda, Mario, Smash Brothers, Metroid, Mario Kart. Certainly the Wii Sports games. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. Then you have all the brand new stuff, like Wii Sports, and uh, we got a new Super Mario Bros. Wii. And now we're talking about, like, another Metroid game, another Zelda game, another Mario game. People are like, ah, it's not coming out soon enough. You know, like, this sucks. Like, we had Mario... ah, Freaking... Mario Sunshine last time, you know? And that was it. Like, I think people need to be a little more thankful for what we're getting with this console. You included, my friend. I, I'm not complaining about the console itself, I, I, and, and I'm certainly, you know... Yeah, but you're complaining about, like, how long it's going to be before another Zelda game comes out. Like, Yeah, I would I'm have, talking I about Zelda a, games, yeah. I would have a problem with that if that was all we got was Zelda games. But we, we're getting so many other games, too, that I don't mind waiting for another Zelda game if I have more stuff, epic things, filling the spot on yeah, the way there. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I My guess is they're, they're pushing it back for some sort of Wii HD type of console, Mm. and they're going to use it as a launch type of thing. Now, but, does, uh, does the Wii HD mean it's a really big screen, but the pixels are just blown up? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. HD yeah. is not going to stand for high definition. It's going to stand for something else, like... <laughs> Huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> Huge something. So, yeah, okay, well, you don't have to agree with me, but... I don't. Uh, to me, it's just like... my. I guess my, my the only thing that would redeem it, in my in my opinion, is... If they really finally kind of revolutionize the formula of Zelda games, which hasn't really changed since the 64 era. What's the chances of that, honestly? Well, they're going to have to do it eventually, right? No, they no, they really don't. I think they could keep releasing the same Zelda game for about 50 years and no one's going to keep, no one's going to complain. Well, I mean, we'll have complainers, but no one's going to care. They'll keep buying it anyways. Yeah, well, I guess we shall see. Are we really ending the show like that? Uh, well, Lily did just wake up. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll have to see how quiet she is, but... All right. Well, sh- sorry for the uh, short show this week, you guys, but we'd like to wrap up the show with Musical Misfits. 
Some great video game songs have been lost in the shuffle over time, and we play one in full after the show's over for those who are interested. Uh, in order to finally break even with fans on our archive page, I'm going to start off Season 3 with a pick of my own. But I would like to thank Vincent Elia for sending me a link about game music which included the following song, which is Level 1's theme from the NES game Silver Surfer. So that will do it for this edition of Toopy Start Live. Join us every Wednesday for a brand new comic and every Monday for a brand new podcast, just like the one you heard here, except better. With that, he's Tim. And he is Ray. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. else that you'd like to add to him did i talk to you about pelham one two three no well you talked about the curse words yeah no but so i ended up i watched the movie okay oh it was an awful movie <laughs> it really was and so were there truly like a hundred curse words a hundred f words in that film oh yeah uh, one one cool kid was on the webcam with his girlfriend and the webcam was still on while they were taking hostages right she, she was like I effing love you. And he's like, I effing love you too. I'm like, aw, how romantic. Like, it was like literally every sentence had to have at least one effort in it, you know? I'm just like, this this movie is, is just getting out you know, of control. You know, I, I saw G.I. Joe again recently. Oh, no, um, yeah? You need to watch that film. It, it, it was it was worse than I remembered it, <laughs> no. which made it even better to me. Like, <laughs> it was amazing how bad so many things in that movie were. And it was such it was such a blast to watch. There's one scene where like like they're running through a mall or something, glass for a roof, mm-hmm. and like the character's running through and he bumps into someone holding like a whole bunch of balloons, right? <laughs> and it wasn't lifting a house, by the way. Okay. Bumps and all the balloons are very colorful. They float up into the air, right? And and so it's like okay, I guess that's kind of cool looking. I don't know what the point of that was. There's like a scene about five minutes later where they're fighting on top of the roof. And like they break all the glass, and the balloons are still on their way oh, up, and no. they go up through the roof. I'm like, wasn't that five <laughs> minutes ago? Like, how'd that happen exactly? 
Oh boy. Oh, uh, it's so it's so many bad. It also has the worst wedding proposal I think I've ever seen in my life. Like that's wait, wait, the wait, one wait. worse than the Mario I, level. Well, I mean, the the, rea the <laughs> it's so bad. It's so He's like, "Will you marry me?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh." And it's, and then it's like, "Hey, is my buddy proposing to you right now?" Oh my it's like, gosh. "He sure is." You know, and she doesn't even say yes. Like there's no uh. yes and it's like like a few minutes go by. I'm like, "Why are they still having a conversation?" She hasn't even said yes yet. Like like, "Well, I okay, I will, but only if you promise you'll take care of my little brother. <laughs> like, what? Oh, <laughs> okay, but what's the name of that site that gives you uh, curse word uh, knowledge about movies? I want to double check something real quick. Uh, I, I think IMDb does it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'm going to, because I was counting when I saw Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay. This one doesn't have a count. See, like this right here. Like, Cody, you just saw that movie with me, right? Paranormal Activity? Yeah. Okay, tell me if this is true. A video of an exorcism is shown. The woman who is being exorcised has blood on her face, and at one point you see a bloody stump when her arm is torn away. What? Yeah, exactly! Uh, that video is so dark and grainy, like, I never... Is, is that when it's talking about the picture? Of the, like, right, the right the when he shows, like, yeah, the, the footage. I couldn't tell what I couldn't tell what the on. frick was happening. I was like, oh, is that blood on her face? I can't tell. And the F word is used a lot towards the last half of the film. It was used, I think, about eight times. Uh, let's see. Profanity extreme. For paranormal activity? That's what it says. Okay, at least 36 F words, 11 no. S words. No. Five hells. No! No, it is. OMGs. No, I. No, there's no way there were 37 F words in that movie. See, oh, yeah. it, but uh, I'm sure there is because there, that's there is what these not, people are paid to do. There is not 37 F words. I 36. was paying attention. 36. Big friggin' whoopty doo, dude. Like, I'm telling you, I was counting. I was counting the whole movie. There's at most 10. At most. I don't believe you. Why don't you believe me? What? Because why do you're I have not to paid gain? to do this. this is, people are paid to do this. I don't understand how they could do that. I don't okay, understand here, how you can mess go, up counting. Here we go, here we go. Counting. Phrases such as, what the F is going on? What the F are you doing? I don't know what the F is going on. You little effer. I don't effing believe you. Get the F out. How the F do you know? Effing A. So effing tired. Effing freaking me out. F this S. <laughs> <laughs> Weird ass, bull ass, random ass, sweet. Oh, that's not a cuss word. <laughs> Why is what? that <laughs> sweet? Imitative oh, behavior. Oh yeah, because at one point she's like, "Hey, you be sweet." Uh, that's a, that's a swear word now. Apparently, no, that this is not in the swear words section. It's just phrases that kids can. That you might that you might want to watch using. out for. Yeah. kids, be kids. careful. But that's a lot of effing <sighs> phrases. There. There's not a lot of room for error, in my opinion. So it. That's weird. I I'm done. I don't get it. 